Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Had you always wanted to buy off the plan or been interested in buying off the plan? I know growing up... Um, Dad was always approached by different deals with people wanting to sell him stuff off the plan and I only ever heard the negative stuff for it. So I was personally a bit gun shy about it. But today we're going to talk about everything off the plan. Luke Berry, Third Eye, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It's great to be here. Now, John, you've known Luke... For some time. I have known Racer for quite a number of years. He is uh, one of the co-founders yes. of Third Eye. Um, beautiful properties across uh, the east coast of Australia. Yes. And we're actually doing this podcast from inside their display suite at the West End in Newcastle. Is that how you say it? It is. The West End. Yeah. The West, yeah. End. The the West, West is where it's at. The West, like say. Yeah. West is best. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke would uh, would know in, in our history of uh, time together that when I assess apartments or the concept of apartments, I assess it pretty critically. Yeah. Um, mm. From the point of view of all... Is critically a word? I think it is now. Okay, sweet. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, because as you said at the start, there's uh, there's often a lot of negative press around that, um, and and uh, obviously what's happened in recent years with the standard of buildings and all those sort of things, which race is going to go into. But uh, yeah, I think um, testament to what he's done here, you can look around and see the see the quality. Mm, so totally, well done. So. Luke or racer? Yeah. I feel like I've got to know you for 15 years before I call well, you racer. Well, I'll tell you what, let's 15 minutes and you, you'll so we'll run with It's not because, like, <laughs> you race off with my money or something after I <laughs> no, deposit down. No, it's a, it's a name I've given when I was a kid. Right. And uh, right. It's, it's one that's stuck. And, and quite literally, the only people that call me Luke are my parents or the police if I'm ever in trouble. <laughs> so, um, but, no, it's it's good to be here. John, and, and I'll most probably refer to him as Pidge yep, you know, sweet. throughout. So. There for all go. the listeners, but a long time, like it's years and years, we used to do seminars here in Newcastle about investing in Newcastle. And I tell you, some of our early clients that got in at those times, Pidge, have mm. done really well. And I think we're still at that very start of the, the the excitement around this city. Yeah. So we've been building up to today for, what, 15 years almost in Newcastle. Totally, yeah. Or it, more, yeah. It really started changing back when BHP you know, um, shut down one steel, I think it was, and it forced the city to diversify. And, and what that, that means is it's now got diverse industries ranging from health, mining, um, you know, education, um, manufacturing, and uh, we've been investing in this city for a long time and, we're, you know, we're very proud of that, the, the track record. And, yeah, West End, sitting here, you can literally see the the trains across the road and it's all about investing in infrastructure and that's that's why this makes sense. Mm. Yeah, and, and we'll get on to this specific location soon, but, you know, what have you built over the years under Third Eye? Why? What's your, um, I guess, what's your main thing? You bet. 
Well, look, you know, like anyone's journey in business, mine started when I was in my early 20s. Me and a couple of mates, um, we we saw an opportunity in, in um, targeting strategic areas around Australia. And so this is sort of 2006 and seven pre-GFC. And if you can imagine, we're early 20s. We've never done anything substantial before. And uh, we really focused in on infrastructure. So the, the third eye, the three eyes that you see in our logo stands for investing in infrastructure, right? And that's key. Wow. Um, Spank me sideways. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, when, when you think about all our projects, it, it evolved from doing stuff in strategic areas across Australia, regional Australia. Now we're more known for an aspirational um, product that caters to investors and um, downsizers. And yeah, we're quite proud to say that we can build an apartment for from three hundred and ninety thousand dollars, and I think my most expensive one at the moment will be close to twenty million in Sydney. So, for like a penthouse for a, yeah, an amazing penthouse down in Caraba Point that looks at panoramic views of uh, the Harbour Bridge and the CBD. So, I sort so of twenty million's the one apartment, not the complex. No, it's just. <laughs> It's it's one I, I call it Iron Man's uh, uh, place. If you if you can imagine that movie and that yeah. place that he's got, um, it is amazing. And and yeah, our business now we've got about uh, one nearly one point three billion under development, and uh, we love what we do. Passionate about building good good things that uh, what we call legacy projects. So um, yeah, everything from heritage conversions to boutique townhouse developments and, and then the larger scale stuff that we're doing here in Newcastle CBD. Yeah, that's amazing. So we are going to touch on all these little questions that you've got about buying off the plan and I've written a heap down and I bet I haven't even really told we've we've given Luke three questions before, <laughs> but in true Glenn style I've written about ten down. So let let us ask you, like John says you're a bit of a a visionary. I don't know. What were you saying before? Yeah, no, definitely a visionary. And, and he's nice. a guy, a person of my own heart. He's a country boy. So, what, um, what, Where are you from? Well, look, I'm from Gunnada, and the, the joke is I often say Miranda Kerr obviously had her chance. And um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Do you I, know I, the Kerr family? I do. I do. I'm, I'm still good mates with uh, Miranda and, and her family. Um, so you can do an introduction to get her on the show? Yeah, yeah. Oh, mate. She loves her real estate and property. Yeah. Very successful Canada girl, old random A. But, um, yeah, we're boys from the bush, uh, Pidge and I, and uh, we've just come more, you know, my journey. And same with Pidge, we've, we've worked hard to build our business and, and our approach. And I think that no-nonsense, no-BS approach has helped us get to where we are today. Mm. So what are the, in your projects, what's the like the key value pillar, for want of a better word, with your projects? Well, look, ours, we've got a saying, it's innovative brilliance that is a hashtag that we've owned for years. And when you, you combine those two words, everything that we do has to have some form of innovation. And that could be the way that we build it. It could be home automation. It could be the little fixtures and fittings or even the go-get um, uh, collaboration that we're, we're celebrating tonight. Yeah, let's, let's touch on that because we do have a lot of listeners that are in Newcastle here, in Sydney and a lot of people who are investors and future investors. So it's a it's almost like a, an Australia first thing with GoGet. Yeah, look, we're really proud. We've created uh, an opportunity for GoGet to, to join with us to launch their car sharing platform in Newcastle. 
um, and we've created Go Get Credits. And I, I've, I've been a member of Go Get for years, and I always loved how seamless it was to walk down with a little card, open the card, jump in, and drive. So I, I started working with Chris at Go Get, and we came up with an idea for our residents to. Um, we put a fleet of the Go Gets in our basement, and an investor could buy a one bedroom, no park. And now they can offer go get credits as part of their tenancy with a, a, a resident or tenant. So it eliminates that issue. And then obviously, we're right across the road from the transport interchange. And uh, the feedback is that the rents are going to be the same as a one bed with a car spot. So you're going to save 50, 60 grand mm. and, and get the same yield. So yeah. that's the sort of development, that innovative brilliance by thinking it's not just about the space, it's about how people use it that we're, we're really trying to focus on. Totally. Now, I will, um, for full disclosure, if you yeah. will, John. Yes. Um, I'm actually a client of yours, yes. Luke. I am very lucky. Sorry, uh, <laughs> racer. racer. No, not, we're not 15 minutes in yeah, yet. Yeah. <laughs> Just hold your horses. No, no, no. Um, and I've purchased one of the properties here in, in Stella. Stella. Yeah, beautiful. Stella. Now, yep. the reason I say that. The penthouse. The penthouse. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It was $20,000, my penthouse now. Um, I was, like I said at the start of the episode, I had this mindset of being gun shy about buying off the plan because they only end in horror and tears. You bet. We're not through that process yet, but I've got good faith. But one of the reasons that I looked at this as my next investment opportunity was one, yes, I like the location. uh, But two, John had told me about the quality of your build. Mm -hmm. Okay. You bet. Now, as a segue into the quality of the build in the last 12, 18 months, and it's probably been going on a little bit longer, but it hasn't been on Christmas Eve in Sydney. Totally, um, yeah. There's been a raft of scandals around buildings across the state, cracking and blah, blah, blah. Yep. Now, how does this happen? Like, is there a simplistic way that you can pinpoint other builders who may have not had that quality value pillar? Yeah. Well, look, it's it's... I won't lie, it's disappointing for our industry that, that there are some rogue, you know, operators out there, builders, developers um, that that have made some pretty poor decisions in the way that they've approached their building and development. Um, I would like to think that, you know, with the thousands and thousands of properties built and delivered across Australia that we don't have a major problem, but it's it, but we do have something that um, as an industry we need to address and um, and basically... The way that it happens is that uh, they don't, and I, I don't know from experience, but I can talk about what I do. Sure. Um, we obviously engage with quality builders, with fantastic consultants, with long track records. We have our own internal project management team. We engage external project management team that do constant peer reviews. Um, we have constant what's called PCG meetings, project con- control group meetings that vet along the, the long process of delivery that can help stop or catch when things aren't happening. And when I, I look at the Opal Towers, the mascot, each of those situations are, bit, are very different from each other. Um, and, yeah, there's been a something that they haven't caught in their own processes. But for, from our point of view, particularly in Newcastle here, I use a builder that's been building for close to 30 years very proud of his, his own product. He uses the same trades for the last 20 or 30 years that are all local men and women. Are his buildings still standing? You bet. Yeah. Because <laughs> the thing that, um, unless I'm not just not old enough to have experienced it, but 
10 years ago, 15 years ago, we weren't reading about this in the newspapers. Like, is it is it been people have skimped on quality in recent years or what do you put it down yeah, to? Yeah, look, I don't know if it's skimping on quality. I do think that some – if you think back in, say, 2015, 20, even 2013, it was a boom, right? Mm. You think about it, around Australia, there were some markets that weren't as hard as others, but it was a rush to get product out onto yeah. the market, up and built. And in my opinion, it was a, 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 a race to the bottom because people stopped focusing on design. They, they started focusing on compliant developments and what, what I call SEP 65, like I'm going to punch out a 50 square metre, one better, a 75 square metre, two better, and a 90 square metre, three better. And I'm, I don't really care what it, you know, how I'm going to build it. I'm just going to get it up and, and, and whatever. So we went through that. And, and it was a moment in time. It's like these Opal Towers and of the world. Actually, it was funny. I was actually going to open the podcast with a, oh, have you done any construction in a mascot or <laughs> Olympic park? <laughs> uh, um, yeah. But um, it was probably as well a moment in time where developers wanted to get in on that Sydney property boom before it was too late. Yeah, so it had to be, yeah. let's get it up to spec mm. as fast as possible. Totally. And I think that... Allegedly. Know, <laughs> yeah, allegedly. <laughs> and look, you know what? I think that... In building, whenever you build as many as we do, like we build hundreds a year, buildings do settle down and they go through a bit of a, a process of finding their foundations is, is you know, what we call it. But as long as, um, you know, and, and that creates defects, that could be slow cracking or um, some leaking or, or things like that. But um, uh, the, my point in saying that is it's how you, you address them and work with your client to make sure that, what you're building is for the long term and that's something that we're committed to standing behind our product and we won't work with anyone that's not going to stand next to us and do that Mm. question for a friend um when i buy a brand new home so i bought a brand new townhouse and it's got a seven-year warranty or whatever Mm. they do for if the wall falls over within seven years with my property up behind us yep i mean Hypothetically, if someone bought an off-the-plan, what's is there a type of warranty? Like, how does that work in the off-the-plan space? Yeah, there's not the the, the seven years warranty sure. that you're talked to, because um, that's a different type of construction that low low rise or low 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 density construction. Um, from our point of view, there's a a twelve month uh, window where we uh, have hold retention with our builders to make sure that. Um, there's no issues, and if they do pop up, we've got a way to, to address them. And then, obviously, once we hand the building over to a strata, a independent strata manager gets appointed by the community, and it's then you guys um, maintain that building and whatever you know that 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 we've just delivered. From my point of view, you know, we're we're in direct contact with all the strata managers of all the buildings that we've built, and if there's anything that pops up like I'll give you a recent example. On one of them, the entry gate was playing up, you know, and it, it was obvious that the installer of, of our gate, and that was a couple of years ago, didn't do a very good job. So we started working directly with them to replace it and, and make good on that. So you've just, you know, I'm only I'm still in my 30s. I'm, I'm hanging in there. I turned 40 this year. What are you laughing at? I, I might have a few grey hairs. Mate, <laughs> no, 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 no. I was just uh, trying to think of a joke. Uh, yeah, yeah. But you know what? I'm not retiring tomorrow and um, I, I love what I do and I think that in the next, you know, 10, 15 years we're going to build some amazing stuff and, uh, you know, we're going to see it through and make sure that if there's any little issues that pop up, we'll deal with them 
but importantly on those big issues like Opal that we're hearing about, um, we're going to just stick to our processes and make mm. sure we eliminate the chance that there's any major issues pop up after delivery. Yeah, wow. So, Racer, talk to us a little bit about the concept of apartment living because I come off acreage, so yep. did you. Yep. Um, the, the concept of living in a, in a small area but having everything at your doorstep is a massive appeal to a lot of Australians, um, especially in the last five, ten years. Yeah, it's just crazy how things are changing where, where amenity-driven decisions are now part of where you live, you know, walk schools, um, how close you to school, shops, transport. And space is a funny thing. You could have a beautiful apartment, but if you've got things not set up right with how you can exist in that space, it changes the whole experience. So one thing I'm learning about apartment living is to, you know, when, when particularly if your listeners are, are listening, make sure there's no massive hallways or inefficient space because you're paying for every square metre of floor space that you're buying, right? So as soon as you walk in, you want to have the most efficient floor plan mm. that northeast elevated corner it makes sense that that you want to get as much natural light into that mm. place as you can and then a good seamless integration between your indoor and outdoor and if you can nail those things in apartment living and you know combine it with a really good level of fixture and fitting um you can you can actually have a space like those amazing old properties in sydney or melbourne or, or adelaide any cbd that people still want to live in and rent and they're you know, 50, 60 years old, they're, they're the apartments that you should be chasing. What's the standard ceiling height of an apartment? Well, look, in um, we, we, we 2.7. I, I think anyone that's a little bit lower, any lower than that, you, you're not doing the right thing by your clients. But is it legal to be lower than 2.7? Uh, it depends. It, there's different planning in different areas. Oh, different states. Right? And... Um, but, uh, so I, I don't know the, the detail, but... Um, you know, in your bathroom, kitchen areas, it goes down to 2.4. Um, 2.7 is very common, and we try and push as high as 3 as an average in ours. What am I getting in mine on level Two. 7? <laughs> you're you're 1.9. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, people people yeah. don't realise I just got Luke on the show to ask him questions yeah, about well, my apartment. It's, yeah. it's all about me. So uh, I, know, I know a little bit about your um, uh, development in Sydney. Yep. Um, it's from what I can see, reasonably cutting edge. What, what do you see the is the future of building design for, for apartment living? Yeah, the way that the cloud, it's a, it's a funny thing how quick things change. I don't know if you boys remember to have home automation or um, you used to have to hardwire in uh, your, your, your Bose system. Yep. And um, even you can see Google, the Google family through Nest that's yep. coming online. I think that as a a norm, home automation is going to become something that is totally considered. If you don't have it, you, it you, your product is lacking. Yeah. So I can see a, a, a hygiene factor. Yeah, almost. it is. Yeah, it's almost like oh well, well, and it's funny that you know you can you can pull a cord and open up and down your blinds, mm. but uh, voice activated home automation is going to be something of the future, and yeah. then integration between your home automation and living. So. I'll give you an example. I've set my team a challenge. I've got a product in Piedmont, and uh, it's I've it's got voice activated home automation. And I'm trying. I've I've, I've gone out to Nest Cafe. Anyone that's listening that knows these guys, um, I've set a challenge that I want to be able to wake up in the morning through voice activation, tell your coffee machine to make a coffee, 
And uh, by the time, you know, the lift arrives, you get our, – our product's got private lifts in each of the residences. Um, and, you know, by the time you get there, the coffee's brewing. Um, if you want to order something, you can talk through home automation to Woolies, start building your shopping list, and then it automatically appears. That's the future of living. It's not mm. so much about the four walls and the, the bricks and mortar. It's going to be how you exist and how – that space can interact with you seamlessly. So, so when you're looking at, a, I suppose, a positive of apartment-style living, that's something that you, you potentially can't have in a, a bigger spaced area or it's too hard to – the costing would be uh, would outweigh the, the benefit? Would that yeah, be look, it, it is. Pidgey, like the, obviously, home, you can have home automation in a, a four-bedroom family home. Mm-hmm. Um, apartment living, just because it's so you know compact, it actually it's easy to deliver a better experience because yeah. it, typically it's not as spread out and as large as a family home. But um, you know th- that combined with a well located, good amenity, yeah. Yeah, that, that that's what people are going to expect and demand in the future, in my opinion. And if you're not delivering it, you're going to miss out. Fall behind. Yeah. Totally. Well, should we get into some questions? Yeah, fire away. All right, Let's here go. we go. Are you sick of living week to week or perhaps not having any money saved or even stressing out when Rego comes around? It might feel that your life just goes round and round and round because your money's going around and round and round. I've got a solution. We can change your life within a matter of weeks. It's the Glen James Spending Plan. The people who have completed this course have paid off credit card debt, have money saved, feel more free than ever before. And this will happen within the first couple of pay cycles. So follow the link in the show notes wherever you listen to this podcast use the promo code and change your life like hundreds of my millennial money listeners have done so already i look forward to seeing you in the course and helping you really sort your money out so i put it up on instagram just before does anyone have any questions about buying off the plan you bet and there's a very simple question here mm-hmm uh, Yin Karen asks, what does buying off the plan mean? Right. Well, look, um, Yin. Is it, or Karen. Or I'm Karen. not sure. Um, look, it's a great question because a lot of people have never bought off the plan. And, and basically what that means is you're buying a property off a flat, usually a, 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 a piece of paper that outlines that property. A plan. A plan. Yep. And it doesn't exist yet. And then what you're relying on is someone like me is going to be building it to the material, the, to the vision, the video, the, um, the brochure. Um, quite often you might walk into a display suite like we are right now that has a kitchen and a bathroom for your touch and feel. And then that plan is your guide on what we're going to ultimately deliver. And you'll pay a 10% deposit and then I'm going to go away and build it to what we've agreed to in your contract. And then, you know, once it's getting close to finish, I'll, I'll reach out to your consultant sometimes. Obviously, uh, Pidge and I have worked together with a number of his clients. Um, and then you, you then put the other 90% in from either your own savings or a bank and settle it and you own it. So a practical example, I bought, as I mentioned before, two bedroom, two bath, I think one car spot. Yep. Can you give me another one? Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't answer that. I don't know. Um, uh, I had to put, you know, it was... 10% down right away. Yes. But the problem in New South Wales particularly, I don't know about any other states, 
on that exchange when we agreed and exchanged the contracts, mm-hmm. I had to pay my stamp duty mm. within three, three months. months. Yeah. So that's a tip. So if you are looking to buy a first property or buy an investment property that doesn't exist yet, yep. we have to give the builder 10%. That's correct. Yep. And we have to um, pay the government Stand, stand stand duty. Duty. You bet. Yeah. Now, I've got a bit of a problem with you, Luke. Oh, really? My lawyers did ask your people if I could do a 5% deposit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they well, said, no. They yeah. said, let's make it 2.5. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, let me, uh, one, just to explain, even for the listeners, see, the reason we're successful is when you look at risk in development, our banks, you know, to build, I think it's like we're borrowing $50 million to build the Stella Ryan. And I've, I've, I'd love to think I've got a bit of dough, but I don't have that much. So a bank will actually say, you've got to get a certain number of sales. A certain number of sales have to pay a 10% deposit. Get cash in the bank. That's right. Held in, in a trust, trust. account. Yep. And then they're going to lend me the rest to build. And that's why I couldn't accept your 5%. Sorry. <laughs> so blame the bank. Yes. Yeah. That's the bank's fault. Yeah. So from a, a coaching perspective, and, and you and I had this conversation at the time when you were about to pull the trigger on this. I went late night shopping. There was a launch party here. Yeah, and right. I, I'm like, oh, I'll take that one. <laughs> You're quite good for that. But it's usually not to this extreme. But in any case, um, we, we always talk about, well, you've got to have the 10% deposit, um, but you've also got to have some buffer funds up your sleeve because this thing's going to finish in maybe 18 months potentially up to two years time so you can't think oh yeah i'll go and save that money over the next two years because things change in your life that's right right. and that's where i think people have this misconception that oh you get burnt with off the plan apartments well you get burnt because you didn't do your planning and your research in the first place that's right and have your buffers in your life right because um and i think as a as a common one with the off the plan apartments for lending you're committing to that apartment um, without actually getting finance first. Yeah, that's right. So if you're in a, a high volatile industry where you could get the sack in three months' time because the work dries up, then an off-the-plan apartment's essentially mm. a risky thing for you, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that I often look like, if it's hard for your viewers, I don't know if you put any, um, we might put some photos up for Instagram, but if you look at all the red dots behind you, um that's all sold properties with a 10% deposit. And the risk um, uh, pitch is that developers, you know, don't get enough sales, so projects mm. don't start, mm. and um, and then your 10% deposit or 5% deposit is locked up. Um, so what we do, we just work really hard, and we've been doing this for 10 years, that my commitment to clients is that, you know, you, you make sure you're right, you, you, your finances and, yep. and you can borrow. I know I'm right and I'm going to build you a beautiful home. And, mm. um, you know, at the time when it settles, uh, I'll hand the keys over to what you paid for. Uh, another question here from Claude Claude. Why don't they do a financial clause because you can't apply for finance until it's registered? So, yeah, I think. I, we touched on that before. From my point of view, I need for my bank to lend me the money to build, and this is not just me unique, this would be industry-wide. We need to get 10% deposit with a signed contract that you're going to buy it and settle it, right, before a bank is going to lend me the money to build it. What I've done in the past, once I get my debt cover, and typically it's 120% of your total development costs is what we call debt cover. So if that's 100 Apartments, it might be I have to sell 75 sure. to get that before a bank's going to lend me money. Now, after I hit that debt cover, 
then I can start doing subject of finance, which is what you're... you're yeah, and that's on. interesting because the question there that I just read out, the thing is, I've purchased... A, uh, I've put a 10% deposit down here. I've paid bloody 30 grand stamp duty. Yep. Technically, I haven't even knocked on the bank's door yet. No. And you so, can't knock on And their I door. can't knock on their door because it's not registered. Mm. So That's right. You can go and get a conditional. And one that's yeah. a great recommendation is you can go and talk to your bank or bank manager and say, you know what, I want to buy this. This is the property. This is, And then they can give you what's called a conditional um, offer to loan. Um, but there's going to be sunset clauses on their finance as that's well. That's right. Mm. I, we recommend we've got a pretty robust process and you'll get to experience this as a client. When it's about um, six months out, from completion, my um, customer service team will reach out to my client and say, hey, and you'll be getting your updates, I'm assuming. We, we've built a, a property portal. Yeah, that delivers. I logged in uh, this morning, actually. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's video feeds live from site. So anyone that's listening, if you buy a, a property or a client does, they get their own login and password. They get videos and pictures and commentary about each stage of construction. So you're part of the journey. We'll let you know, hey, we're settling soon. You guys need to talk to the bank. And then if they, they need help, we've got other um, relationships that we can refer them so they can go and deal with it themselves and away they go. And I think it's – there's another question here from Fabs Mez, and I think it was directed to me personally because I put a video up like, hey, this is what we're doing. Cool. Uh, what are your biggest concerns when it comes to buying off the plan? Well, for me, it was I put the money up and this guy here doesn't come to the party and complete the build. Yeah. So that was – and that's why – I, I really did this because of your long track record. You've got this legacy value thing, and I knew it was a quality product. I'd seen your track record. Yep. I hadn't seen you on Four Corners yep. in the next segment after the Opal Towers. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, life's full of risks. It and is, yeah. for me, it, it certainly wasn't my first purchase mm-hmm. uh, because it's an investment property for me, I think. I'm not sure. Yep. Um, yeah, and I'll it's just appreciate. managing the risk. It is. And, and getting it, some help like from John or mm. someone like that. And it's research and it's just the fundamentals. And Pidge is one of the best at this is let's face it, and you look at the macro and micro drivers of investment, right? And you've got um, the macro of Newcastle is amazing. There's going to be 10,000 university students that are going to come here to be educated. That creates this diverse um, profile of, of um you know, people, you've got downsizers, a heap of them moving out of the burbs to downsize, closer to the CBD, so out next to transport. Um, so the risk, you know, when you think about the macro drivers and, and then the micro, which is me and my delivery and the builder and, and you know, I can, I can physically walk you through nearly 500 apartments in Newcastle that I've built, that I've, I know that I've designed and I've put my love and attention into. Yeah, and that's... And- I think the whole thing is as well for me, I really had to look that I knew that almost the state and local government has a mandate for doing something with this city. That's, it's massive. And they put the yeah. light rail in, they um, allowed the V8 supercars, they've allowed this thing to be really happening. Yeah. And I think, Ray, so back to your point, you, you've got that visionary, you've got that investor's hat on, like... You wouldn't come into a place like Wickham now that's now the light rail's complete and let's say, okay, let's go and build 100 apartments. You you came when the light rail was had a green light, mm. but it hadn't, you couldn't touch it and feel it. Oh, right? look, yeah, Pidge, you, you, me and you were doing seminars up there at um, uh, 
quest um, area, and uh, that, that was before the, the yeah. heavy train line got truncated. Yeah. But we, we, we based it on research, and I actually bought um, the West Department site, Eaton, mm. Stella. We've got a, a couple more that we've got some options on around here, like five years ago. Um, yeah. So it is. It's all about um, being rational about investments in infrastructure mm. and a $74 million transport interchange next door was yeah. always going to drive value here. Mm. Uh, another question, it's from Glenn James. Uh, <laughs> can I have some money? <laughs> no, no, next next question. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about when someone goes into a contract, yes. your contracts say, we will complete the building yep. by X, Yes, but there is what there is called a sunset clause. That's right. Which gives you, like, for example, if there was a problem with the town sewerage that was out of your totally. control yep. if the project gets pushed down the road yep. talk to us about the sunset clauses because or an aboriginal artifact or something yeah. like that well look that's something we've just dealt with with stella really um and that shut our site down to go through that bureaucratic process of review and you know uh and we've got to respect that you know i, I respect that the, uh the local indigenous communities was he way longer than we were, and uh, there was a, a risk that there could have been some significant artefacts found when we were doing the footings in Stella, right? And that was long after I put my money down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, it, it, but again, we knew, like anywhere, you know, Newcastle, particularly this area, is as old as the rocks yeah. um, And when you're doing development. But that process took us eight weeks. So the sunsets are a safety mechanism really for the banks that um, – that they know we've got this window after our contract end date to deliver it. And if I miss my – say I'm, I'm, I'm useless or, or something goes wrong and I miss it, it gives you as the purchaser a right to say, you know what, you've missed the deadline, I don't want to buy it anymore, give me my deposit back, I'm moving on. And that and that's the balance, I suppose, of the sunset. I would get a stamp duty refund, wouldn't I? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah, totally. We touched on it before. Generally, is there a – you said you've – sell try to sell up to 70 percent ish of the units before that gets built yes so is there a risk and i guess it goes down to doing your research someone commits to an off the plan but there's no movement at the station because it's a bad area and the builders aren't sorting it out like so talk to us about that yeah look the i suppose um again it comes back to that uh, getting back to the core reasons of 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 um research and making sure you're buying um, I've got a rule that when I get people like you that support me early, right, I, I know what I need to sell it for and uh, usually you guys, the early adopters, get in and they get a great price and then as we sell it down and pigeons see me do this, then prices are reflective of the market, they sneak up and, and whatever. So I, I don't discount after I've launched a product because that's disadvantage yeah. of you, yeah. right? Um, but... Uh, we we work really hard at getting that price right off the plan, and then if we get to the end of the project and there's some unsold properties, the whole thing change. You just get a local agent; they come in, they list it and sell it, um, rent it out. But in Newcastle, I've sold a hundred percent off the plan on all my projects, and I've, I'm pretty sure these ones, particularly with the go get and some stuff that we're doing uh, in the lead up to them completing next year. Mm. Um, you know, I've only got 14 left in Eaton and um, about 50 or so, so in Stella. So. I'm not about to tell everyone to, you know, buy a, one of your properties here or buy a property in Perth. Like, I can't actually tell you where to buy because I don't know it. But yep. if someone did their research and, like, if they reached out to you, 
Yeah, well, look, I actually you thought about hook, this. Can you hook our, and we actually haven't talked about this, but <laughs> can you hook our listeners up somehow or? We, 100%. If someone, I was, um, the big thing that we're announcing tonight is that the GoGet partnership and the GoGet credits, um, we're also uh, revealing that we're putting in wheelchair accessible GoGets for our NDIS Great. properties, which is, you know, something we're really proud of and we're going to have close to 200 people at the display having a few beers to celebrate that. The 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 one thing that I've got that I am announcing tonight, and I'm happy to extend that to your listeners, is we've got these amazing one bed without a car spot that I, the go-get answers a big problem about, oh, I'm not going to buy that one because I won't be able to rent it because I don't have a car. So the go-get credits, there's three years. We've back-solved an urban dweller, how, how much they're going to use a car during the week. And we've got $2,500 worth of go-get credits a year that basically is going to cover going to the shops, visiting friends, family, and so forth. And we're going to add another year free if someone from your um, podcast logs online. And I'll, I'll, I don't know how it works, but we'll get you a link or something. That I'll put it in the show on. notes, yeah. Um, and that's, that's amazing because you're going to get the same rent and your tenant will literally be able to sign a lease, they become a go-get member, and then they can go down and use a car and you'll get the same rent as if you had a one-bed with a car, so you're saving 50, 60 grand off a purchase price, and that's a great investment product. So, you know, I'm happy to extend that out because we're announcing that tonight. It's cool. a bit of a, a, an wow. exclusive, mm. and we can go from there. Well, yeah, so again, I it's a bit of a weird area. I'm not telling anyone to buy it, but if you are in the market for an investment property in this one, if the shoe fits, well, the, re- the reason I've bought it from you is for everything we've talked about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously, if if someone's listening, thinking, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm I'm a maybe," um, happy to have a chat to them about that concept of off yeah. plan apartment too. Yeah. So if you do want to have a clarity call with John to bounce a bit of strategy, do yeah. that. Uh, but before we let you go, mm-hmm. can you do anything on my property? <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't opt yeah. into the automation package. Can yeah. You try, well, can look, you throw that in for me? <laughs> you don't need go get. Well, yeah. no. That, oh, but this is the high end stuff. Like. You guys, you can um, get the package and get um, my favourite um, furniture store, Coco Republic. You bet. Yeah. <laughs> like, can you hook a brother up? Oh, look, <laughs> I'm not doing this. For... You're you're hanging around for a few beers tonight, aren't you? Oh, I've I've got to take off. Oh, do you? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, if you hang best. around, you're yeah. going to get extra. No, I, I, yeah. you know what? I am so grateful for people like you that support my developments because without you and your pre-sale, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Mm. Um, and look, anyone that that does does buy, I'm going to look after you. So I'm sure if I go and um, you know, rattle the cage, that uh, we can recognise your support. And uh, but you know, I just encourage people that are listening to check Newcastle out. Forget about my projects. Yeah, this area is going to be one of the best areas in Australia to live, work, or play in. And what's coming is going to change um, its position in Australia. So regardless of where you are, Newcastle is the place to and be. And you get what you pay for. You bet. Yeah. If you want cheap, don't you dare buy property from Luke because <laughs> you, you're not going to get cheap from Luke. Uh, you'll get the best. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Hey, thank you so much for coming on my Millennial Money. Thanks, Rosa. Um, I think it's been a great discussion, mm. and hopefully, you've learned about how the off the plan thing works. Yeah, and hopefully, you know you're encouraged to take more action. And if you are after property, you've got one betters behind us still. For under yeah, four hundred. Yeah, there's there's a couple under four hundred thousand dollars. Should I buy another one in the building? No, no, no. 
stuff. Okay. You know. <laughs> but and then there's some there that you know that got amazing views up the harbour. So look, we've got something for everyone, and um, you know, it, and it's yeah, it's just great. I, I'm very lucky to do what I do, yeah. and uh, my team's ready to help. So uh, we'll get some sort yeah. of information. Boy from Gunnedah makes it. Yeah, okay. and we'll we'll put some details in the show notes. But thank you so much, and uh, we will talk to you soon. You bet. No, thank you guys. Thank you. Bye. 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 If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on get help and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. My Millennial Money supports A21. A21 is a non-profit organization that exists to abolish slavery everywhere. These guys rescue real people from human trafficking across the world. If you want to learn more about how you can contribute to the fight against human trafficking, check out a21.org forward slash au. Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. What is it? Yeah. Bloody beer o'clock, is it? <laughs> These guys are. Cheers. Cheers, so, everyone. <laughs> don't don't um, drink so- and podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.